Beyond the Headline with Aldrin Sampia on SAFM, weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. Well, 18 minutes after 4 o'clock in conversation next with SABC News reporter Pimani Baloy, two suspects who allegedly assaulted and set their dog on a 30-year-old man in what is believed to be a racist attack, appeared briefly at the Hroblestown Magistrates Court in Limpopo. The alleged incident took place a week ago at the suspect's farm in Mpumalanga, where the victim worked as a security officer. The suspects are expected to apply for bail. To tell us more on the story, we are now joined by Pemani Baloi. Pemani, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. We also saw um, that some clashes played out outside court. Yes, Alvin, clashes did play out outside court, but just to correct, yeah, they did not briefly appear. They appeared throughout this day, uh, court just adjourned about 30 minutes ago since the morning. The two suspects who applied for bail today, but if I speak about what happened in court, Aldrin, outside court, there were actually two groups of people. We see, we saw police officers literally cut cordoning off that entire uh, court precinct, saying they don't want people to pass through. People who pass through necessarily for safety reasons. But on one side of the cordoned off area, there was a group of people. Hi, Pimani. Pimani, are you still there? Me? Okay, yes, we, we, we lost yes. you. We lost you there for a second. You were saying that there was a group. Yes, there were two groups. One predominantly there were white people, and we saw them carrying flags that uh, represented the old Transvaal government, who were saying uh, they feel this case is politically motivated. Justice should be served. It must be less the case. The bail must be listened through to without really looking at the political cli- climatization. But then there was also on the other side of the cordon of area, there was a group of people, mostly were in EFF sheds, others in ANC sheds, who were saying this is a racial incident and these people should be denied bail outrin. But inside court outrin, we were in court literally the whole day. And the investigating officer on the matter took to the witness stand, where firstly he said that he was able to profile both of the two suspects. The youngest one, Mr. Khrif, 27-year-old Stephen Khrif, he says he has a pending charge of attempted murder, where he says the court, the case at this point has been provisionally withdrawn, pending a, a, a ballistic report. But with the older suspect, Mr. Hurnevald, he has a previous conviction where he was convicted for attempted murder as well. So those are the two profiles. The, the, the police officer stating he's opposing bail because he fears that the two suspects could be attacked by the enraged community member that chanted outside court, stating that throughout this case, he's met several community members who inter- who stated that they would attack the two should they be released, but also stating that when he visited the home of the two suspects, the wife of the older suspect showed him messages that came from unknown uh, phone, cell phone numbers that threatened to attack that home seat. So saying he doesn't think they will be safe if they are re- released from police custody. Was there any explanation from um, the predominantly white group that were carrying the old Transvaal flag, um, why they were carrying that particular flag? And I also saw a video of them um, trying to jump out over the magistrate's wall. 
to get into the yes, court. Let me start with your second question, Aldrin. Earlier when we got in at around 9 a.m., as I was explaining, po- police cordoned off the area and they, there was strict access control. So we saw a group of that, some of the people from that group trying to push through the wall that police had uh, 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 built to prevent people from getting inside the and police had to apprehend one of them who was literally fighting his way in. And some grenades were even fired to just uh, cool matters down. That's when everything cooled down. And we, as members of the media and the families of the suspect and the victim, were able to move into court. But to your second uh, question, uh, uh, Aldrin, about the flag, we actually spoke to the leader of the FS Plus because, as I was saying, there were outside court. The FF Plus leader, Ms. Marcelle Maris, we spoke to her specifically about that flag, and she said it has no racial connotations. It's just solidarity for farmers and for African-speaking South Africans, saying no racial connotations. It's just a flag that they seem to like. She even called it the color flag. So saying that it's not saying that they do not like black people or that they are supporting the two suspects because they are white. It's just something that they use as a solidarity symbol for them. Okay, and then just quickly again, back in court, the explanation if there was any around this attack that that has happened, is the defense saying anything with regards to it? At this point, Aldrin, the bail application started in NS, but unlike how we are usually used to bail applications, where you would see the applicant bringing his evidence first and giving his circumstances, either in an affidavit or right now, we only saw the police officer who's investigating the matter going with the stand to oppose that bail application. And he never really said he called the complainant he had been assaulted and he had been injured. So what actually happened from to the police officer, this uh, security officer was at his station working. When his supervisor found him and accused him of being intoxicated, then he took him to the farm owner and the owner of the security company that he worked for. And when he got there, the farm owner and his stepson started assaulting him. And when they assaulted him, when he attempted to run, they set the dogs on him. When they noticed that he was injured, they then took an injection that he says he doesn't know what it was full of and injected him, refusing to take him for medical attention. So uh, uh, the police officer said that on the scene that at this point they don't know what was in that injection and that the, the alleged victim only got medical attention after the charge had been laid, after other people had intervened, because it looked like the two suspects wanted, like, had given him some medica- medication that could, probably could have helped him or we don't know what it could have done. So at this point we have not heard from the two suspects, but the police are saying they fear that should they be released on bail, they would be attacked. So at this point, Aldrin, the bail application is expected to resume next week, Friday. Probably the two uh, suspects will take to the stand or we will hear affidavits from them. That's when we'll get their side of the story. Yeah. And anything is yet from the victim? 
the victim was actually outside court. We actually saw him. We have shots of him, and we even saw some of the um, the injuries that are still on his uh, two legs. Because what we understand from police is that he was treated at a local uh, hospital with bite wounds on both of his legs. He is just he was there. He had the, the, the community supporting him, saying that he this was not the first incident that happened in that farm, but also stating that after that incident, he has now resigned from that workplace and he hopes that justice will be served. Thank you so much. That is Pemani Baloy, SABC News reporter there on that story of the two suspects who are accused of assaulting um, a 30-year-old man and setting that dog on him. And as you just heard now, that there's issue around a syringe um, that was used as well. Not too sure what was in that as well.